live from Indianapolis, Indiana. Welcome to the Crossroads Sports Radio Show, presented by Scott K. Nichols and State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your hosts, Brandon Reef and Jonathan Birdsong. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Crossroads Sports Radio, episode number 245. I'm your host, Brandon Reef. Uh, I'll be by... Joined momentarily by my main man, Jonathan Birdsong. Tonight we've got recap. Super Bowl is over. The Super Bowl is finished. The Kansas City Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. We've got recap the Super Bowl, our thoughts, halftime show thoughts. Uh, We've got news and notes from around the NFL as well. The Indianapolis Colts have made their head coaching selection. We'll talk that as well as some notes around the league. The NBA, we'll talk Indiana Pacers and the NBA in general update. Um, we did do a live after the NBA trade deadline from last week, so catch that. It's posted um, as well. So we'll talk to Indiana Pacers. We've got the All-Star weekend going on. We'll talk that and more. We've got college basketball. We'll give the Purdue Boilermaker update. We'll give the Indiana Hoosiers update um, as well as shout out. We'll give out Ball State update. We'll talk that. Golf is back. Uh, this past weekend, we had the Waste Management Open. We'll talk golf. We've got <clears throat> Daytona, the Daytona 500 this weekend going on. We've got WWE Elimination Chamber this Saturday night. And then as well as we've got the XFL that is actually starting back up. So all that and more. We're joined as always by my main man, Jonathan Birdsong. JB, how are you? Doing just fine, man. What's going on, man? Hey, dude, I had a brand. I don't know about you, man, but like Monday. I didn't really drink a whole lot or have any a whole lot of, you know, other celebratory uh, activities with the Super Bowl on Sunday. But, like, man, I had a sports hangover. We had, like, so many other things happen on Sunday besides the Super Bowl, and we know the Super Bowl is, of course, important, right? But, like, man, I really had a sports hangover, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tapped into sports, like, 365, 24-7. Everybody knows this, right? You know what I mean? But, like, man, real big sports hangover, man. I know – we got a new coach. The coach got a new coach. We got, you know, say a new Super Bowl champion, two times. Hey, man, that man, Patrick Mahomes, ain't walking through the moonwalking to the Hall of Fame now. You know what I'm saying? But, like, dude, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So like, man, where do we start at? Absolutely. Let's start. We might as well start with the NFL. Um, I've got a big I've got a big hot take that I'm going to save for a little bit later. Uh, not NFL, okay, well, well, more NBA-driven. Oh, not more director. Okay, man. Well, I, hey. Besides that, what else we? I also know we got our homies from uh, Vernon Eskridge from the Epic Podcast. Uh, yes. Where everybody's Vern- they'll be calling. He'll be he'll be calling in tonight as well. So, man, we got a lot to talk about, man. So we might as well just dive on into it, man. Perfect. Sounds good. Let's dive right in. Super Bowl. Super Bowl win. Chief win. Thirty-eight, thirty-five over the Philadelphia Eagles. First half. Philly looked like they could do nothing wrong, but they didn't have a. It felt like they had like a twenty-point lead, but they. This never really did, um, which was crazy. Um, Mahomes looked like he got hurt right before halftime, and it was going to be trouble for the Chiefs. They come out in the second half, John, made adjustments. Mahomes put on a perfect game, looked like he got shot up with whatever. It did not hurt him at all. Chiefs win. Yeah, there was a holding penalty at the end. Was it a holding penalty by the rule? Yes, it was. Did it need to be called? 
Yes, it did. Does it suck that it may be called in that situation at that moment in time? Yes, it did. Um, yeah, just sucked at that. It's kind of what you thought about. But, hey, overall, man, Chiefs deserve to win that game. I just wish Jalen then would have had another little bit more time on the clock to get a good shot at trying to come back. Oh, yeah, that was, that was an incredible clock manager, man. I, I actually hate how football teams do that, man, because, like, you know me, I'm always, like, score that point right there. And they pulled up and they put it in the kicker's, you know, say hands and time, time ran out, man. So, I, I get it, man, but still. Um, real good game, back and forth, you know what I'm saying. Uh, you saw the Chiefs, like you said, uh, come back in the second half. They never were, like, really, like, out of it, out of it. Uh, and that's kind of the way they're built. They're built to, hey, it's crazy though, Brandon. They're built to have Patrick Mahomes out there, but it's crazy. Like they went, the uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but like I do know the first half numbers. Philadelphia held the, had the ball. They had they had the ball. They had time and clock possession. That's what and they had Patrick Mahomes on the on the outside, on, sitting on the sideline. And that's the best way, you know, what I'm saying the best formula that anybody can kind of come up with to beat. Um, to beat the Kansas City Chiefs outside of, you know what I'm saying, putting Patrick Mahomes under a tense amount of pressure, you know what I'm saying, where he's getting, he's getting sacked you know, for three or four times running for his life. And, and we've seen that kind of Super Bowl before, right? But, like, nah, man. So, like, um, Philadelphia Eagles, man, they had time possession. They, you know, outside of the outside of the, the, the interception or the turnover, right, the Jalen Hurts had, like, yeah. we had a near – yes, yeah, that's why I, 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 correct, I correct myself, the fumble. Uh, we had a near-perfect game. Uh, from 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 Jalen Hurts uh, overall, and uh, like I said, the, the, the fumble did it, you know what I mean? It, it gave, it, of course, you know, say any 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 you know, say any any turnover gives another the other team a little life or whatnot. But it's still like the, going into the half, like you said, man. Philadelphia had all the mojo. They they I like, dude. I was like, man, I changed my pick. <laughs> I changed my pick before. You know, say the day before the game, so anybody says, "Hey, man," but I didn't put, I didn't lay any big cash on it. You know, what I'm saying or whatnot. But I changed my pick. But I was thinking, as the first half was going, I was like, "Man, Phil Devin's about to roll Kansas City over." But it never, they never, they never had like total separation. You know, right. and they never totally broke away, totally, totally broke, broke away. So uh, Kansas City was able to get back into it, and and, and like ultimately win the game. Uh, amazing justice, man. Um, I, it kind of remains to be seen, like what that, you know, saying what Philadelphia looks like. It, the, the, the questions about whether Jalen Hurts can be, you know, saying a franchise quarterback, and that, those have been put to rest. I, I, I mean, without a doubt, right? Uh, but there's, other, but, but you know, there's, there's other pieces of that team that they have to, they have to address as well. Free agents may have to address as well, but uh, no reason. And I know they have some riots or whatnot going on in, in Philadelphia because of that egregious, seemingly egregious. Uh, the whole call that that that, that, that for that, you know saying the Juju Schuster, but uh, Smith Schuster, but like nah man, um, Philadelphia Eagles do not have anything to hold their head down for man because that game ultimately could have went either 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 way and it kind of it kind of came down to possession and whoever had last had the ball last was going to win and that was unfortunately if you're an Eagles fan the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it uh, <clears throat> overall I thought it was a pretty good game. Uh, easily went over the over, hit the over. I actually had a correct score bet I put in five dollars to win five hundred for uh, Eagles win thirty seven thirty four and the Chiefs won thirty eight thirty five. So I was very close on the actual score, but if that would have hit that way, it would have been a nice little payday. But um, 
No, overall, you know, the Eagles come down first possession of the game, score a touchdown, and like, okay, uh oh, Kansas City's in trouble. Kansas City came down, they scored as well. So, um, shout out to the Chiefs. They've won their second Super Bowl. Patty Mahomes got his second one now. Uh, yeah. The slump, not the slump, but it was almost like, hey, Patty, you got to get your second one. They've got it now. Um, huh. Dude, I want to ask you this. Do you, what do you put the odds at? What percentage do you think the Chiefs can go out and repeat next year? Well, right. So that's a good That's a good right. Because there's some teams that probably kind of got their number or are right on their, head, right on their heels, right? We, we would say that would be the Bengals and maybe potentially uh, how quick the, the Jacksonville Jaguars can turn it around. Uh, if anybody remembers, you know what I'm saying, them playing – how quick, how close that kind of game was between them and, and, and the Kansas City Chiefs, man. So, um, but Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, Buffalo, Buffalo got it. Buffalo too. Yeah, you're right. As far as yeah, you got to give, yeah, at least give it to them until proved wrong. Yeah, as far as the AFC is concerned, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. So Buffalo, um, but um, what those teams can do, and what I mean, Kansas City is like you. We, we're already savage. They don't really. They feel like yeah, how cocky are they, Brandon? They lost. What everybody thought was the top receiver, and and he goes down to Miami and he starts, you know, saying he he has, you know, saying fantastic numbers. Like he he's a, I mean, I, he, he's proven to them, proven to the world, the NFL world, that he can still play. And then Patrick Mahomes just goes out and just finds more guys to throw to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying he finds. I mean, they're not necessarily household names just yet, but they just he just found more guys to throw to. They they had they Brandon they they rush like a damn near yard for yard. With with Philadelphia, it wasn't like the, it was just him just throwing it everywhere in the first half. That's what kind of kept him in the game. It's it's, it's kind of like a master stroke as for Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and that whole entire coach staff on what they came up offensively. Yes, they you know and and they, and they were also able to put together you know saying some good defensive stops, man. And, and, and like I said, their offense kind of carries that team. As long as you got Patrick Mahomes out there on that field, they got a chance to win. As far as somebody kind of kicking them off the throne, as far as the East, as far as the AFC is concerned. Like again, we we named those contenders to the who's who could I don't know man. It kind of depends on like you know what I'm saying if those guys can get another playmaker or two. Uh, you know, I think about Cincinnati. Can they get another? Can they get their deep? Can they get their offensive line healed up? Can they get a maybe a potential even another playmaker on defense? You know what I'm saying? What does that look like for them? Jacksonville obviously is a young up and comer. They're going to benefit from not having a potential like another pretty good draft. You would think and another season under that uh, under that coach. You know what I'm saying? So. I, I, I kind of net edge, you know what I'm saying, hey, if anybody listens to my voice thinks the coach is going to automatically jump into some type of <laughs> contention, like, no, man, this is going to be a long, thorough process, man. That's why they gave uh, Shane Sykes for six years, man. But, like, I, like yeah, I, I was – yeah, those teams we mentioned, Buffalo, Cincinnati, you know what I'm saying, they got I, – I, unfortunately, I didn't say Miami. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, I didn't say the Baltimore Ravens. You know what I'm saying? I don't think those teams are they, – they, there's too much of a talent influx and internal influx with players and, per, and management that there's too much of a distraction right now for them to um, put them in a Super Bowl situation. The DraftKings odds right now for Super Bowl favorite are the Kansas City Chiefs at 6-1. to one. Uh, Buffalo <laughs> is 7-1. to one. The 49ers are 8-1. to one. The Eagles are nine to one. So right now the Forty ers are the favorites next year, um, and then the Stop Bengals it. and then Cowboys. So they must know something we know. Um, 
Dallas. The longest the longest odds right now are at two hundred to one are the Arizona Cardinals. And then the Houston Texans at two hundred to one. And the Indianapolis Colts, third to last, hundred and fifty to one. So uh, if you want to throw a little five bucks on there, five dollars will get you something. Uh, $5 bet will pay out $755 if you put five bucks on the Colts to win the Super Bowl. So take a, take a day off from eating the subway, put Colts, see what you get out of it. Um, I do think, John, it's interesting. I was looking, uh, the odds for the off-season specials. Aaron Rodgers, we talked last week about Aaron Rodgers going into hiding. And just mm-hmm. being that dude, and it's just not working, and you got to figure it out, Aaron. <laughs> um, looking at the DraftKings' latest odds, because obviously Derek Carr is no longer in in, in Los Angeles, or excuse me, Las Vegas. Uh, right now, the Raiders are the favorites at minus three thirty to land Aaron Rodgers. That is the best odds for the Raiders to get but, Rodgers. Uh, it's, the Packers are they want to make a. Well, that that relationship—it's huge. It is. It, I am shocked how huge it is to the Raiders. I, I really am. Well, to do, I, I, I was shocked, Brandon, that they let just let their car go. See ya. You know, nobody wants like that. in 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 a world. Well, nobody wants what you know. Can their car's contract potentially ask them for trade back for? You know, but when in the, when the world is like quarterback strapped. You know what I'm saying? And they do anything to get, you know what I'm saying, quarterbacks in there. They even call them, you know what I'm saying, retired quarterbacks. Hey, come on up here and coach, you know what I'm saying? Be our quarterback for six weeks. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of thought it was odd that Derek Carr was getting released instead of getting traded. But, uh, you know, um, I think, uh, yeah, he, he's on the he, – whenever NFL free agency starts, I think he'll be the first probably first or second guy off for sure. And you say in Las Vegas, <sighs> yeah, I can see it. Actually, they got to make a big splash. They got to they got to turn things around uh, fast out there, and uh, you know so they got a fickle fan base and they got a coach that's probably on the hot seat. So I can definitely see it. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, <clears throat> be interesting to see. Um, looks like uh, John the five. We mentioned the Colts have their coach. They've hired, and I put it out last week. Didn't I not? Did I not put it out last week? Shane Steichen, new head coach, Indianapolis Colts, John. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, offensive coordinator. I do have some, some comments from the press conference yesterday. Um, <clears throat> I'll read those off. Uh, emotional Shane Steichen had his opening press conference, putting the pen to paper on his new deal, become the youngest head coach in the history of the Indianapolis Colts at age 37. He's a year younger than me. Here are some takeaways. Ursay and Ballard. Each took turns speaking, giving their thoughts on the process and the hiring of Steichen. Ursay met with Steichen in Philadelphia a week ago Friday and liked what he heard. Quote, he was so impressive, Ursay said. He was incredible in the interview, incredible leadership, toughness, very fast mind. On that day, Chris Ballard and more offensive Colts members met with Steichen in Philly. High integrity, high character, brilliant football mind, said Ballard. Philosophically, we see the game the same way, and that's critical for a head coach in the GM relationship. So, I'm going to stop there. I got each. I got a little paragraph. So, let's break down that. Okay. Um, 
high integrity, high character, brilliant football mind. Philosophically, we see the game the same way, and it's critical of a head coach and GM relationship. It was a Chris Ballard hire in the end and not a Jimmy Ursay. Okay. Um, just kind of going over, uh, you know, saying Shane Stockton, I really think that the whole Jeff Saturday thing was a song and dance production. Because if anybody's seen the, the Jeff Saturday statement video, whatever, man, it's, it sounded it, – it looks real Hollywood. Yeah, not necessarily Hollywoodish, man, but it looks real, like, high production. It did. Back, it did. Right? You know? So, again, uh, <clears throat> I, there's no way – like, football is the ultimate it, – it'll, it'll find a liar in a, in a pack of – in a pack of, you know what I'm saying, a liars real quick. So – the team was poorly constructed. Frank, they tuned out. We got to keep something to keep the fan base interested because we don't want to lose the Colts fan base because, you know what I'm saying, we, we, we pumped so much money into, you know what I'm saying, the, the Colts, the, the whole downtown experience, all that. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want to lose the fan base. So how do you do it? Are we? Are, remember, Brandon, we talked about it, man. Are we sure that Jeff Saturday is the first person he called? He was just the person who said, okay, okay Jim, I'll do it. Right, so okay, Jeff Saturday's gone. We got now we got a real football mind, and and, and I'm not saying I was like I'm not saying I was ultimately like won over by uh, the the new coaches. Uh, I wasn't ultimately like won over by 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 his interview or whatever. Or I'm, nor am I saying that I, I thought that he came off like he didn't know what he's talking about. I just know that they had to find they had to put somebody in there who who, who went through the rigors of of learning. How to be a professional football coach, and that that wasn't Jeff Saturday. This my guy, you know, what I'm saying Stockton, he's had stops. You know, what I'm saying, uh, and, you know, what I'm saying? we we often with the, with the Chargers, with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, what I'm saying he played uh, he played the position, not necessarily professionally, played at UNLV. You know, his best season, I think his best season was like a thousand a thousand eleven yards, maybe sophomore season. But but again, he he he's put himself in this position. Uh, you know what I'm saying, until I learn football, both sides, both sides of the ball, believe it or not. Uh, more offensive, you know what I'm saying, more offensive side, but anything. But he's put himself in a position to be a, to be a coach, you know what I'm saying, not necessarily to be a stopgap, not necessarily to be, hey, I'm here to, you know what I'm saying, to, to say the fact that he, he, he put himself in a position to be a coach. And from what it sounds like, Brandon, he knows he knows how to coach offense, definitely, and he knows how to coach quarterbacks, different, court, different styles of quarterbacks as he had – been a, a quarterback coach or an OC with the, with the Chargers under when, when Philip Rivers was there, and as we know yeah. he kind of helped. He kind of he been the process of, of, of the turnaround with uh, determining, like, you know, saying the after the life after Carson Wentz and you know, saying Jalen Hurts, all the question marks that they had when they when they turned the reins over to Jalen Hurts. So he's been a part of that too. So yep. it's kind of now on the coach, Brandon, to get it right. You have a coach, you know, that that, that has pedigree. Stop peeling the Band-Aid off and doing this. Oh, let's, let's just go get Brett Favre. Let's, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't get Brett Favre. <laughs> let's go get, you know what I'm saying, whatever quarterback that Green Bay is tired of dealing with or San Francisco, whoever is tired of dealing with, and bring him into our – no. Now you have to figure out who you think can be – who can play in this in – this, what, what young quarterback, whether – whomever, whoever. And can he play – and can he play – for this new coach and play for the coach. Okay. All right. All right. That was long-winded for just the first paragraph. 
that I wanted from you. But I'm glad you got a it out paragraph, there. A, par- a, a paragraph is four sentences, brother. Sorry. That was that was more than four sentences. <laughs> um, Shane Steichman got pretty emotional. Thank you. Many people put him in the opportunity for his coaching position. Uh, he laid out four pillars to his head coaching plan, John. Character, preparation, consistency, and relentlessness. It was a preparation Monday through Saturday work pillar that Steichen said is a separator between teams in this league. He said that the staff will be very detailed and aggressive with their approach, but he will go with his gut feeling a lot as the play caller and when with in-game decisions. Steichen did emphasize he will call offensive plays. This will obviously be a question for him in juggling those responsibilities and everything else that comes with the head coaching. It was a challenge for Frank Reich as well. Steichen said the Colts offense will vary week to week and dedicated on who is playing quarterback with a focus on catering to the quarterback personnel strengths. He added that this is about offensive philosophy. We will throw to score points and run to win. This is a very modern approach to the NFL today. Steichen added it's important to see what a young quarterback does well in college and make sure you adapt those things offensively to its strengths. I will say, John, I did appreciate and I did like the fact of the pillars that he gave and we will throw to score points and run to win the ball game. And that, I feel like, was what was missing from the Colts. Good. What was missing is, all right, who's going to be the quarterback? <laughs> who's going to be the quarterback? That's, that's what you got to deal with. Who's going to be the quarterback? You have all the pillars you want. Right. Um, and, and, and coming to that, it's on. It's funny. Um Frank or Frank Wright, uh, excuse me, Jimmy Ursay. Um, what a question was to Frank or to Steichen was what are the quarterback traits he desires? Accuracy, decision making, the ability to create are the three things I look for in a quarterback. I think those are very important. Obviously, above the neck, you have to be obsessed with your craft. If you can find that in a quarterback, you're probably going to have some success. Steichen's quarterback background clearly is one with history in a various of different styles. Um, you know, a funny smokescreen moment came in that press conference, John, with Ballard joking and offering a wink about the Colts might trade back the draft. Ursay then interjected and said, <laughs> Alabama guy doesn't look too bad, I tell you. The owner couldn't help himself. Legit thought from the Colts owner was a smokescreen. Welcome to the draft. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I thought he killed the press conference, but killing the press conference doesn't always mean W's on the field. I think they've got a good player in there, uh, or a good, excuse me, they got a good coach in there. Uh, we'll see what he does. It can't be any worse than what Saturday did, correct? <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't, it can't be any worse. And you'll have some new personnel uh, on the team, uh, and some veterans aren't, aren't necessarily, because I think he actually had to have conversations with everybody, all the players, uh, there, there's gonna be some of that. There's gonna be some guys. That, All right, man, I'm out of here because this is not gonna work for me. His his style, his philosophy is not necessarily gonna work for me. I don't know who that is per se, but that's there, and you can, you can kind of plan for that. Um, but yeah, here we are, and away we go. Uh, like I said, the coach need to figure out. If you said Chris Ballard said this thing about trading back again, I've kind of said this. You can get some of those guys that it's kind of weird, Brandon. The owner said the guy from Alabama, that means you would have to move up and obviously deal a deal with the Chicago Bears. Um, but, like, on their on some of their social media, they shared, like, pictures of Will Levis and the Richardson kid from Florida 
and I think somebody else, I can't remember who else was talking about, but like, I don't know, man. Like, listen, anybody who want to play poker, play with Jim Irsay because he's going to tell you what he's got. Or he tell you, he's going to tell you what is on his, on his mind, right? So, um, but I, I, I get it, man. Everybody knows the coach need a quarterback. Uh, they just can't necessarily settle for the guy that they just that they don't want. Go for the guy that you want. So those things that Shane Tyson said, accuracy and, or, and somebody who's crazy about being a football player and a quarterback that doesn't necessarily exist in C.J. Stroud. Don't draft C.J. Stroud. Or don't try to make a move to get C.J. Stroud just because you think you need a quarterback. If that doesn't exist, then Bryce Young along with the other physical attributes that you don't think a quarterback might need to, to like, last in the league. Don't draft Bryce. I know that sounds crazy. Don't draft, Don't just draft a quarterback. Remember, probably two more drafts after. I know people from one don't want to hear this. But it's probably a guy that can play in the NFL in the later rounds. I'm not saying Will Levis can't. I'm not I'm just saying from pick four, I'm not picking on Will Levis. Or, you know what I'm saying? Some of these guys might not necessarily be picked. <laughs> they might not necessarily be picked for talent. You might be able to get that same talent at a, at a, at a later round. So, um, But I, we all know they're going to go for a quarterback. So what that looks like, there'll be, be heavy speculation uh, from, from here on out um, between us and, and everybody else's show. Like what, what happens between now? Do the Colts sit at four or do they try to move up to one? Okay. Um, let's go over to the NBA. The National Basketball Association, John. Pacers update. I was at the game the other night against the Jazz. I got to see the Pacers-Jazz game up close. Shout out to my boy, J.D. They will give us tickets for that. Um, John, the Pacers have lost 16 of their last 18 games. They play the Bulls tonight here at 7 o'clock in the next five minutes. Um, but lost 16 of 18, man. You're getting yourself set up for the Victor Wimbenyana. Uh, sweepstakes. And Scoot Henderson. Well, did they do that? Really do that, man? Because the trade deadline didn't suggest that they were just kind of just pushing all their chips in to tanking. Right? The the record reflects. (laughs) The record reflects. The trade doesn't. Right? They brought in a veteran. And Sergei Gambaka has been released. He did get released, but they still brought in a veteran. They brought in George Hill. They brought in George Hill. And you actually use George Hill. George Hill played like 10 minutes the other day. When Chris Duarte got a coach's, you know, saying he didn't play because of the coach, coach's decision, which is, you know, kind of uh, kooky because he was the high. And Mathurin's kind of went to a slump. Year. Yeah, Mathurin's kind of been to a slump. You could say maybe defense. I mean, he got a monster block, but like, you know, say, uh, night, but like sometimes he's had a hard time keeping his, keeping his man in front of him. Um, I don't know. It's kind of kooky, Brandon. Like, I thought the trade. The trade wasn't necessarily – it didn't necessarily send off a whole – you know what I'm saying? They didn't trade Miles Turner. They didn't, they didn't reset the whole the whole clock, you know. So, um, they need a win. Um, they, 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 teased the, they teased the fan base that they could, you know what I'm saying, be a 35-win team. You know, they need to finish strong, man. That team is still good enough. You didn't trade away. Like I said, you kept, you know what I'm saying, McConnell, who a guy who I know they, people would have had interest in, you know what I'm saying, playoff team. Um, so again, man, they, I mean, they got to get it together. And, and at, at some point I get it, you know, saying even, you know, guys are hurt or whatever, you got to defensively, you got to come with stops, dude. I don't understand. Miles Turner is, I get it, man. He's a anchor or whatever, a shot blocker. Like, but when he's not there, like, y'all got to come up with a better defensive scheme, man. And it's not, it's not happening. But 
they do have the All Star in Halliburton, and he has you know some you know a full metal clip to go off. But like you're right, man, Madeline's in somewhat of a slump, and some of the other parts uh, aren't necessarily paying up like how they played in, in the beginning part of the season. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let me see if I can get this prepared because this may. So All Star Weekends this weekend, John. We've got Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halbert, and Ben Mathurin, and Andrew Nimhard. All four of them are going to be at the All-Star festivities. Matherin and Nimhard are playing in the Rookie Rise game, or whatever the hell it's called now. Um, Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halbert are both in the three-point contest, which is great, um, which I'm putting that graphic up right right now. So, oh, that's a skills challenge. Sorry. Three-point contest. You got Jason Tatum, Kevin Horter. Tyro Hero, Tyrese Halbert, Buddy Hill, Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, and Laurie Markkinen. I'm going to go ahead and give you my pick for this. I honestly think it's going to be either Dame Time, Lillard, or probably Markkinen. He hit every freaking shot the other night. Um, I, I healed won it before. I'd love to see Buddy. I just don't think it's going to be here. He had a horrible shooting performance the other night. So um, I'm going to take Dame Time or Markkinen. Dame, you know, can get into that rhythm. Um Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, John. I used to love NBA All-Star Weekend. I used to love it. It was so great uh, back in the day when you had your Friday night rookie game, you had your Saturday night contest, slam dunk, uh, three-point shootout, yada, yada, skills challenge, whatever. And then Sunday you had East versus West. And then they've kind of gone through, and they've adapted, and they've changed. And I know I'm feeling like an old man now because I pissed off at the change they've done with the All-Star Saturday night stuff and and, and, then Sunday. Going away that they've done from the East-West. I'm fine with the Elam ending, okay? I'm fine with that. You had to do something. It gets the players more more, uh, active and competitive with it. I love that they haven't changed the three-point too much besides the racks. Now they've got a whole rack of money balls, which, you know, if you're going for the complete record, you know, I'd like to see them go after that record of uh, whoever had it. Was it, I don't know if it was Glenn Rice or whoever had it way back in the day, you know, uh, Brent Mark Price or somebody like that. My problem, John, is with the dunk contest. This may be the first year that I don't even watch the dunk contest, John. It is a – well, it, the dunk contest has been a travesty, and it's had its glitz and glamour maybe once out of every three or four years. There's there's something good, but let's be honest. This is my – and this is my rant. Let's be honest. The, the dunk contest has been a train wreck the last – what? Could be a little close to the last decade. It, it, it's just sucked. Um, between the, the people that we have in it and the type of dunks we have and, and, and then the type of dunks we do have, the judges don't know what the hell they're actually rating. A dunk that should be a 10, they're given a 6 or a 5. Or a dunk that sucks, they're given a 9 or a 10. Right. Makes zero sense, no right. integrity to it. And the fact that this weekend's dunk contest is the biggest travesty in the history of the NBA, I'm not going to watch it. Who the F, and TVMA for this, this, this part of the, of the show, who the F oh, would sit here and watch Trey Murphy the third, Jericho Sims, Matt McClung, who? The, the white boy from Texas Tech and Kenny no, Martin Jr. Who the F wants to watch these four guys compete in an F and dunk contest? I think it's a travesty. No, 
I think it's idiotic. I think it's the dumbest move that the NBA has ever done in the history of this All-Star thing. And you know what they're doing? They're just driving that last stake down into the heart of the NBA All-Star Saturday Night Dunk Contest. It sucks. It's dead. It's over. Let's move on with it. Until you get the prime players that everybody wants to see. Because you know what? If When this son of a bitch is here in Indianapolis next, next year, you think my happy ass is going to go down there to watch Jericho Sims, Matt McClung, Trey Martin, Murphy III? Hell no. Give me some of these ballers. Give me, give me some of these vicious dunkers we see. We just saw a hell of a dunk last night from uh, uh, um, Shaden Sharp. Put these kids in it. They want that experience, not these no-namers. Matt McClung, he just got signed back to the league last week. He's been in the D-League. He's obviously sucked. He can't play in the league. Why the hell would we bring him to an all-star dunk contest? Boy, because he's short and he's white? Oh, okay, let's try that. I hate it. I hate it. I'm not even going to watch that part of it this weekend. The all-star Saturday night will be over for me when the three-point contest is done. Brent Berry says white men can dunk. Brandon, you know this, right? You forget about it. he won the dunk contest, but I get it. That that was you know say a long time ago. If most uh, players don't want to compete, Justin Justin Fox, you're right. Most players don't want to compete in it. Well, let's raise that value up. Let's put that milli on the line. You can't tell me the NBA don't have a milli just lying yeah, around that they can say, hey, let's do it. I, I, I remember a couple three weeks of like John John Morant catching bodies. Right? Strictly a Pacers. Like, Jalen Smith, man, he caught him, man, and, like, he doesn't want to be in dunk contest. Uh, uh, hold on. Excuse me. Um, somebody like Zion Williamson. I know, and I know he's, you know, to in and out. Well, he's uh, the new street club. So he yeah, he's not going to play regular basketball. How can he be in a dunk contest? But, again, there's other guys, you know what I'm saying, with a little bit more names than, uh, Kenya Martin Jr., Brandon. Hey, Brandon, that dude can dunk. Well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I'm waiting on DraftKings for the odds to come out, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put money on Kenyon Martin Jr. because I've seen him, and he's the only one that I feel like of the four that can win this damn thing. Watch it be Trey Murphy, but when they come out, I'm gonna put it on. Right now, all they have up is a skill challenge uh, winning. Uh, They don't have the three point or the uh, dunk contest up on odds, but uh, yeah, Martin okay, but. Come on now. He, people are just going to know him. Granted, the common fan is just going to know him from his dad. From his, the fan. Right, from his last name, yeah. yeah. Not necessarily from his basketball game, for sure. Right, Justin Fox, there is a difference between in-game dunkers and dunk contest guys. But it ain't that big of a difference. I mean, these guys do it <laughs> warm-ups all the time. They all do it warm-ups. That's, it's, I sat there at the Laker game the, uh, last year and watched LeBron and them throw them off the backboard. I they they do this stuff with ease. Let Brownie get in and he'll he'll do it. Oh, let's do I, do I need to start the campaign for Brownie to be in the do this dunk contest next year or two years, yeah, whatever the hell it is. Coming in, it is an Indy next year. You know what? I, I don't know, John. What's your thoughts on the dunk contest, man? Like I said, it's been dead the last what ten years, and now you get no names. You, you talk. Hold on, man. You talking to somebody who still got a problem with the All Star game? So I can't even. Yeah, I can't, you talking? I'll leap over the dunk contest. So the All Star game is, is it a competitive? Well, yeah, they it got is. The last I, it it is now. Well, I feel like, hey, man, it looks it looks a lot from the All Star game that I grew up on to the Rock right. Doc MTV. 
they put together. They put the Rock and Jock MTV with the All Star Game. Right, right, and right. Like now the East ain't even the East ain't even the East. The West ain't even the West. Like no, that's like, the part I hate. Give me the East. Give me the West. Give me the old retro uniforms, red and blue. Uh, yeah. Don't give me this team Giannis, team LeBron shit. Like it's always gonna be team LeBron yeah, for how many years till he plays. Let's move on. Right, yeah. right. Y'all, y'all game is not the AF, Y'all game is not the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl they have to play with 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 powder puffs and 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 flags, man. The I'm not saying no. I don't want no monster block or nobody to get hurt or you know saying losing me whatever, man. During the All Star game, but the All Star game cannot be. Dude, the All Star game is gonna be a 300. You know what I'm saying? Combined game. Easy, three hundred seventy-five points combined, no problem. Because they're not playing no that going, you know what I mean, or, or any type of competitive or anything. But like, no, they have to fix that first before you fix that, and then everything else kind of will fix itself. The three-point contest, like everybody likes the great shooters, man, and everybody wants to be considered a great shooter. If you if you if you if a real basketball player, get out there, and you know you don't want to get embarrassed, man. Uh, but like, nah, man, if they fix the All-Star game, I mean, but like, can you put the genie back in the bottle? I don't know. But, like, the dunk contest is, like, maybe they should start the dunk contest first, Brandon, and instead of, like, having it as, like, the prime <laughs> time. They start the dunk contest first. They should. Do I, I don't, I'm not going to sit there and watch Matt McClung try to dunk 15 times to get his second dunk in. I ain't going to do it. I will bury the hell out of this NBA All-Star weekend if that's the case. Um, I'll bury it just like John. I buried it every year back in the day with the Pro Bowl with you. Every year. Now, I will tell you this. We didn't talk about it on our show. Shame on us. I did watch a quarter and a half of the uh, flag football game on that Sunday. Just to check it out. Get a load of people <laughs> out there coaching and all that stuff. I did check that out. But back to the NBA All-Star game. The things I would change. Obviously, the dunk contest, your participants. Also change what you get out of it. Maybe a cool Millie. Shit, they don't want to play for a Millie, make it two. NBA's got the money. Use the use the money from the technicals and the fines and the ejections or whatever, suspension. Use that money for, for this. Um, I know you can try to give it to charity or whatnot, but they can figure out a way to spice up the dunk contest to get people who actually want to be in this thing. Uh, shit, I, I'd probably... Shame on me. I'd probably even pay to see a 275-pound Fred Jones go back in it and try to dunk. Not Fred Jones. Stop I'm it. sorry, Fred Jones. That was a ricochet shot on Fred. I'm sorry, Fred. But, <laughs> uh, shit, even just – I'd pay to see Justin Fox in there try to get up. Get up there, Justin. I'd, pay, I'd rather see that than Matt McClung. Come on now. I just – and Jericho, Jericho Sims – the common fan, how many of the common fan knows where he plays? I know me and you always instantly knew where he played in New York, but how many of the common fan? Like, you, I, they must be deciding, you know what? Hey, end of a Saturday night, how many people we got watching this damn thing? I'm just glad it's not in Indianapolis, and that's our dunk participants. That's all I'm saying. What about these? What about these G League NBA elites or Ignite or whatever? What about these kids? These kids want the spotlight. They want the Instagram followers. They want the DMs. They want the money. Why not put them in this? At least make it a rising stars dunk contest. If the vets don't want to do it, then put a rising star in there. Right. Right. Right? And then give right. me please you might, you back. Might. What go ahead. You talking about giving you back the old timers game? Please don't say that. No, give me back the East versus West. That's that, I'm just gonna give it to that. Give me back the East as West. Give me the uniforms back to traditional East West. 
Three-point contest I love, but, I mean, if we're going to change everything else, can we go back to a regular rack of balls? I want to see how close we can get to that 30, because 30 was always the max score, right, John? It was always that score. How close can you get to that 30? All those years we thought right. Reggie Miller was going to be his year, and he get knocked out. I, I've seen it. We've had we Harold were. Miner. We've had uh, Mark Price go in there. We've, we've seen everybody, right? Tim Legler. We've seen, like, maybe it's just because we're old and we just loved it and it looked so much better back in the day that now there's just no motivation, right? It's just, I don't know. I've been burying the NBA All-Star, and I feel like I'm going to be destroying it on Twitter here in the next, uh, this weekend. Well, don't you got to understand, Brandon? We still got to get me the credentials for the NBA All Star. So, I know yeah, we so do, we do. <laughs> so don't totally bury, bury, man. We better take a. I know we're up against it, man. We better take a little break unless our, our guests are ready to come in. Nah, nah, he's not here yet. We'll go ahead and take a couple ad reads break. We come back uh, until we get Vernon on. We will uh, we'll chat it up. So we'll be right back. You change thousands of diapers, cut off hundreds of crusts. Played hours of peekaboo and duck duck goose because you'd do anything for your kids. That's why it's so important to protect them with life insurance from State Farm. State Farm insurance agent Scott K. Nichols will help make it easy and affordable to help protect your family no matter what the future holds. Because for the people you'd do anything for, life insurance could mean everything. Call State Farm agent Scott K. Nichols in Indianapolis today at 317 243 3509. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Crossroads Sports would like to thank Wiseman Logistics. Their team is dedicated to the successful delivery of your packages. Services, domestic or commercial, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Call 877-744-6212 to set up your delivery. Thanks, Wiseman. We also want to thank our sponsors, Maverick Custom Motorsports, where ideas are created, dreams are born, specialized in custom motorcycles, boats, slingshots, jeeps, and trucks, offering pickups, deliveries, and shipping worldwide. Check them out today, maverickcustommotorsports.com. Like I said, they ship worldwide. Go on there, order yourself something. On checkout, there's a little spot for a discount code. Put Crossroads and get a nice percent discount off on it. So they'll take care of you. Let them know Crossroads Sports sent you. Check them out, maverickcustommotorsports.com. This is Coach Chris Artis, and you're listening to the Crossroads Sports Radio. All right, and we are back. John, uh, last thing I have before we bring bring Vernon on, um, we make fun of Anthony Davis all the time, calling him street clothes, just like, you know, Charles Barkley and them do. But, I mean, Zion himself had another setback, and he's out several more weeks. Who's made more of glass, real quick? Zion or AD? Oh, man. Man, Zion Williams. I mean, no, AD's got the more body, body work and, 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 like, the highest level of disappointment. Um, so, I'm going to go. We're going to still keep, keep the street codes uh, moniker with Anthony Davis, man. You, but Zion Williams is, is still, you know what I'm saying, it's still disappointing because everybody sees the talent and, the, like, like, the kind of impact that he could bring and that team really needs them. They're, they're, they are right there. But, like, yeah, man, uh, Andy Davis still street close. <laughs> yeah. All right, perfect. All right, John, you want to give the next intro? 
Yeah, man. Hey, Vernon, welcome to the Crossroads Sports Show, man. Vernon, Vernon Estrich runs, uh, I, I, I call him the moderator. Would that be a fair assessment of, like, what you do over – he has his own personal taste, but, Vernon, would that be a fair assessment of, like, what you do for over at the Epic Podcast? <laughs> yeah, very close. I try anyway a lot of times. <laughs> man, because, because if anybody hasn't like, – like I said, we had Justin Fox on a couple weeks ago. And like yep. um, Justin, Justin comes with his pretty, you know, saying he 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 ain't budging on some of most of his takes, man. And like I, I watch, I watch, you know, said their show, Brandon. And like it's usually, you know, uh, Vernon throws out the topic, and then everybody, it, it don't get too catty, but sometimes I'm like, man, are these guys friends? You know what I'm saying? I just, right. After after check and make sure that everybody, everybody, you know, what I'm saying on here is, you know, they're, they're all family, man. But like, no, nah, man, Vern, welcome to the show, man. I sometimes I I, I kind of thought about I thought I kind of thought about I was like man sometimes I, we need to moderate between me and Brandon sometimes because it'd be you know, okay, Brandon told me I was long winded Brandon told me I was long winded before you kind of came on I was like wait a minute man we're gonna need somebody you know saying pull us off <laughs> like no nah, man welcome welcome to the show can you tell us man because like you, you know you know Justin kind of Justin kind of told us a little bit about Epic and, and how some of the, you know say it's a little different from what me and Brandon do here on on the Crossroads Sports man but kind of just tell us. You know, what I'm saying in your own words, like what you know, what I'm saying your involvement with Epic and like what you know, what y'all do. Um, yeah. So, Epic kind of came together truly on the fly. Um, okay. me and another one of my co-hosts, Ike, we did the IV podcast uh, last year, and we did. Um, okay. We were doing it, and it was it was everything was fine, but I just felt like it was time for a rebrand, and I wanted to do something different. Um. And with our schedule, sometimes it can be tough when it's just two people. Y'all probably know that. Like, just trying to stay on the same page. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody mm-hmm. got something going on, whatever, whatever. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, well, I want to go in a different direction. I want to make it more of a roundtable discussion. And I kind of stumbled along, uh, stumbled across um, Mr. Fox. And me and him, we met, and, like, we kind of hit it off. And we just found out that we have mm-hmm. some of the same views and things of that nature. Um Met Jared through uh, his brother, actually, and me and his brother are very good friends. So met him through there. Okay. And me and Ike been friends for a long time. So then what had happened was, like, I was like, all right, Ike, we're going to start this thing back up. You know, I changed the name, you know. kind of We kind of started putting ideas together. And out the mm-hmm. blue, Justin hit me up, was like, man, I've been thinking about doing a podcast. I'm like, bruh, I'm about to start one in two weeks. Do you want to be a part of it? He was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and literally like three days before uh, the podcast took uh, first aired, Jared hit me up and was saying the same thing, and I was like, "Bro, mm-hmm. we start in three days. You want in?" He was like, "Yeah." So I hurry up and revamped everything. Uh, we had a couple meetings, brought it together, got on the same page, and like literally our first episode together um was a lot of those guys meeting each other for the first time but i wanted it to be organic on on the mic and on the show like i wanted people to see us grow together um we are friends now (laughs) i know a lot of times like it does get catty and it's fun but yeah that's kind of how everything Mm -hmm. came together yeah Yeah, man hey last last show john i was listening to man they were trying to bury vernon I felt bad for him. I was trying to be on his side. I know Justin's listening right now, but man, they're just trying to bury my man. I said, "Come on now, give him some, give, give him some rub." They said, "Give his prediction." Well, he, they said, 
he said, I don't give a damn about this prediction. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, see, I'm the common denominator, so Eric, so it's easy for them to come at me because they all, right. like, know me personally. So I, I take it, though. I take it. Well, that kind of that kind of leads me into my next uh, little question, man. So your Super Bowl pick versus your prediction, how did you – how did that work out for you this year? Um – so that's one of the first things we kind of talked about on Epic. We kind of want to throw our Super Bowl picks out there early, get that out there. Um, mm-hmm. So we both did AFCs and NFC picks. So I picked the Cowboys and the Chiefs um, originally to go to the Super Bowl. So on the NFC you, and AFC you, side. Okay, okay. Go ahead. But hold on, man. You, but you said the Chiefs. Well, no, you didn't say the Chiefs. You said Philadelphia Eagles were soft. Or no, I don't know. Uh, you said it for that. No, I don't want to miss close to you. I'm sorry. I don't want you you got to call. You got to call me exactly. I said right. I, we were talking. We were talking about their defense. Okay, I thought you missed the whole team. No, 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 no. We were talking about okay. their defense because Justin okay. was standing super firm on what their defense was going to do, comparing them to the Titans' defense. Well, and I had to okay, let them know. Let, okay, let them know. But like, so, what do you think about what do you think about the? I mean, I so saw you you picked Dallas. We'll get to that in a second, man, because you came okay. on you came on you forever. This is not nineteen. I, I, I don't know how old you are. I, I don't know how old you are, but like the Dallas Cowboys, I'm old enough. Curse, yeah, they got a curse on them, man. They're not winning uh, nothing, man. I mean, that press guy. I'm not, is, I'm not a fan. Okay, hold on. Let me clear it up. I'm not a fan of Dallas. I, 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 I just picked them this year. How could you make that? Professionally, you picked that pick. <laughs> one because they one one before the injuries they were they were playing very well on offense and they had the, the top pass the, defense in the league. Yeah, this is true. This is true. No, hey man, the, you know what? It, it's funny. Like every, I, I get it. They lost the you know thing. Their last game, the last two games, they looked real bad or whatever. And they would talk about like Dak Prescott out of town. Like dude, they're still thirteen and four. So like yeah. you can't just get rid of you can't just get rid of winning. But I do, no. yeah, and like I can see them. I don't, I don't know, man. Super Bowl pick, I couldn't. You know, I can see them win. They should have. They should have just caved. I think me and Brandon actually had them winning that division. Like everybody, like I mean, and and then who saw what the Giants was going to do? You know what I mean? But right. But so like, see, no, you also got to understand. So like, we make oh, these predictions early in the season. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So you went with the Chiefs, man. So what did you think of the? What did you think of the Super Bowl? In its entirety. Oh man, in its entirety, I thought it was a really good game. So on Epic, we kind of we were talking about our predictions last week, and I either said it was going to be a a close low scoring game or it was going to be a close high scoring game, and it ended up being a close high scoring game. Right. Only because right. I knew the offenses was very well, and it was about who defense was going to make the plays. Okay. And I think okay. that kind of tailored to what, what you know, Ike and Justin was saying about the Eagles. But they haven't been tested, though. So y'all riding on a defense that ain't been mm-hmm. tested, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You made that point. I, I, yeah, I remember you saying that because the, the – what you say, uh, Andy Reid and them, they kind of been here before. They I had. think somebody else said that. So they kind of they – they had been there before. So, like, them being down – they, what was they down, Brandon? They was down less than two, two four at halftime. Yeah, yeah they, they were down, down ten and a point. They were down ten so and a four. Like, 
that's like manageable for for a team like Kansas City. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Brandon. Yeah. Um, I I didn't think it was. Look, when I saw ten, I I I, just, I mean, I, my pick was the Eagles. I had the Eagles and minus the one. I'm feeling pretty good about it, but especially when you see Patty Mahomes getting hurt, right? He was limping off the sideline. You're like, oh, it's a wrap. You get a 30-minute Rihanna break and uh, whatever they shot mm-hmm. in his ankle. And I mean, looking back now, I rewatched I'm not, part I'm of the game. Hold you. Yeah. It, it just looks like I mean, you could see it coming. I feel like I look at it like this: once the momentum shifted, when when Hurts fumbled. Yes. When he fumbled the ball, when they could have went up 21-7, and it ended up being 14-14, to 14, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, we good. But then, when, like you said, when Patrick Mahomes got hurt, you kind of like the air in the stadium, you could just tell the, the – it's like, oh, shoot, this is about to be another San Francisco game. That's just how you felt. Well, I didn't, feel, then, good like, I watched the, I didn't feel good about the doink either, about them, the, the missed field goal. I didn't feel good necessarily good about yeah, that either. Yeah, that too. That too. Because if you didn't hit that, then you really they really really had the momentum. But but you like right. you said the doink. But when the doink happened, I told everybody I was I was actually at Jerry's house. I told him I was like, watch. Whenever a field goal kicker misses a field goal <laughs> in an important game, the game always comes back to him. The game always comes back down to that kicker having to make a kicker. <laughs> and it did. It came and that's right what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy, man. Well, hey, I, hey, man, We I know we only got Vern for so long. Uh, Vern, what has you – because, you know, so guess what, everybody, the Epic Podcast starts at 8 o'clock as Crossroads Sports kind of goes off, man. Yep. Uh, but, like, uh, but Vern, yep. let me ask you this, man, before we, before we let you get you off. Um, and, and and also before you get off, man, give us a little preview of what y'all kind of talked about, like, as I as I can guess, it's probably something Super Bowl related, right? But, like, no, nah, man, let us, what, what, what kind of some of your thoughts about – Winding down as the NBA, we're mid-season NBA All-Star break. You know, what I'm saying what, what's kind of kind of caught your eye, whether it's Pacers locally or anybody from abroad. What's, what's kind of kind of caught your eye here as the NBA season kind of as we at the midpoint right now? I am a local Pacer fan, so I'll put that out there. Um, okay, <laughs> just so everybody will know. Uh, I am excited um, moving forward. Um, with the, especially with the NBA All-Star week, I won't say we're doing a three-point shootout. We got two. We got two people in there. Uh, really good shooter. Okay. So I think that gains notoriety because being a small market team, I think we need that. Um, for as far as the Pacers, and that's really who I follow. I follow the Pacers in Miami. That's my other team. Um, and okay. I'm a fan oh. of LeBron. So I'll Whoa. put that all out there. Uh, well, well, what? What? Yeah. My, Miami too? <laughs> yeah, 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 man. I've been a Miami fan a long time. I would give you the West Coast team, but not an East Coast team with the Pacers. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. They both in the East. It's tough, but like I was a huge Tim Hardaway fan. Okay, okay. And you said you said Team LeBron as well. You're Team LeBron. Yes, yes, yes. I am Team LeBron. Look, let me ask you a question real quick, because I'm 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 Team LeBron, and I'll defend until the day I die. But for a lot of things, man. The way KD has switched team after team after team, why is he getting a pass and LeBron always gets crucified for everything? My thing is this, because LeBron, and this is what I tell people, I say LeBron changed free agency. 
he made it okay for for oh, other wow. stars to move around. He took that he took that first punch when he went to Miami. He took all that hate. They hated him the whole time he was there. He took all of that on, wow. so people like KD can move around whenever he wants and not get the the scrutiny. So the Kyrie's can move around whenever they want without the scrutiny. The the James Harden's can move around without the scrutiny. All these Man, you know, these, wrote... these, these top players can move around now on, without worried about being through now because LeBron already did it. LeBron, they're not on LeBron level. Everybody you just named, including Kevin Durant. Including Kevin Durant. No, I agree. Like, I'm not, I'm not putting them like – I'm not saying they're equals, but okay. in, in – well, we're looking at superstars moving and changing teams. Well, this, that, well, here's a little hot take because we coming to your show at some point. Rock, yeah. like, like Kyrie Irving is, is Rod Strickland. That's who he is. He's nothing. <laughs> he's nothing. He's nothing greater in this era. John, come he's, on. He's Kyrie Irving. In this era, he's Kyrie Irving. In my era, he's Rod Strickland. Come on. Man. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, hold on, hold on. Only I'm only gonna let that slide because I think him and Ross Strickland has a relationship. They do. So and like, That's, I think they know each other. No. I think it's like they have some type of relationship. He, like he, they he, grew up yeah. knowing like it's something. He, yeah, no. So I don't know what that no, is. So I'm not gonna speak too much on it. But like, if he has the handles <laughs> of a Ross Strickland. He does. He did play. He does play a lot like Ross Strickland. The only yeah, thing man. is, I feel like Kyrie yeah, right. is more clutch than Rod Strickland. Rod Strickland didn't have 25 in a game last night or the other night in the fourth he, quarter. He, Kyrie, Kyrie can be the X factor on any given night. Oh my goodness! You can't be a he Kyrie can. apologist. No, I'm, I, listen, listen, like I'm, I'm not an apologist, but off the court is off the court. But we we okay. we, we crossroads. Y'all crossroads. We talking about on the court. His belief, his, we on the his, court his, with him. With him, it's in the court. <laughs> with him, right. So with him, the court. It's, with him, it's all man. It's, you, on the court, can't court. Can't he ran, on first, the court, can't first, nobody hold him. He ran. He done ran away from greatness. How many times? But he done ran but away that's from because he ran away immaturity. He ran away. I agree. Uh, I agree, and that's something that he the organization. Man, I agree. Bro. That's still something were, that he regrets to this day. Man, and he still apologizes for it. And he's still trying he to get back to LeBron to this day. He, right, he is. He was Luka Doncic and a crazy billionaire who probably thinks the world's flat too. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? But, hey, one okay, wait a minute. One thing I will say about Mark Cuban, though, he's going to pay that money and he's going to do what he got to do to get the win. Um, he, he, he might give him three years. He might give. He has no problem. Years. He has no problem doing what needs to be done, and I gotta respect an yeah. owner like that. And he's a player's owner. He's not. He don't just run with the front office. He's about bringing players in, and he he's a hey, he's an activist. He speaks out. I I, I don't. I can't really say too much bad about Mark Cuban. This is right. true. Um, this but, true. but Kyrie, I, I mess with Kyrie. Uh oh. Oh man. Well, let me ask you something. Back. I think he'll be. Ahead, I think he'll be back. Ahead, I think he'll be in LA next year. Um, if they don't find some crazy deal. Is Mark um, Cuban buying the Lakers? Mark Cuban ain't buying the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is this: in order to, my, the only reason why I say maybe is because of this. In order to do that trade and give up, give up those picks, you have to have 
you you had to have some plan to find him long term because that's the whole problem in Brooklyn. They didn't want to find him long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and Kyrie's they, looking for they, one they, more bag. They offered the money. They offered him money. Yeah, they did. But, but they I, like, it, it wasn't they, a max. No, it wasn't a max, and then it was something kooky like you had to win a championship in order to get your full money. Yeah, but like that, who that, who, that, who that, found him? Nobody finding that. Yeah, that that was real weird. That was real weird. With the sure. way that that organ, with the way the Brooklyn Nets been up and down, like I'm not finding it. I wouldn't find it either. But nonetheless, <laughs> I, I I just think that either he's gonna find them. So we'll probably hear something in the off season, depending on how their postseason go. If they make it to the postseason, how their postseason go, I think that it hinges mm-hmm. a lot on if he stays or goes. Um, if not, he'll be back with LeBron. I think that's what everybody Uh-oh. wanted to happen. Brooklyn was just being stubborn. Um, and they wanted too much for a headache that they didn't even yeah. want themselves. Right, right, right. Absolutely. They right. Even though they probably um, send another headache back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So to get back to what we're originally talking about before we kind of veer it off. Uh, yes, I'm a Miami okay. fan. Yes, I'm a Pacers fan. Um, it's okay. My only thing with the Pacers and looking just looking to the future, um, I just think maybe we need to do one more coaching change. I think we have the pieces. Oh. Like. Oh my goodness! Just, just hear me out. Just hear me, hear me out. Like I just don't think Rick Carlisle is keeping up with the younger coaches in the league. And you look what these okay. other teams that are are young are doing. Everybody's running. Everybody's running, dunking, and shooting. Like that's what it is. And I think mm-hmm. we got the team to do it. I think we got the young core to do it. I just think we need somebody to the to have that vision to push these young guys in the right direction. And that's just me, and I just don't think Rick Carlisle is that. I think he's he's one of them old school coaches, he, he's um, and we just school, yeah. we're just not that yeah. team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you this, Vern. Um, yes, sir. Because I just I just crucified the entire NBA All Star Weekend right before you came on in like a <laughs> ten minute rant. So let me ask you this. Oh yeah, I, it was a big one. How excited are you to see this dunk contest with Trey Murphy the third, Jericho Sims, Matt McClung, and Kenyon Martin Jr.? Matt McClung. Um, I'm not. Um, Billy Ho. Billy Ho. They, that was they, they, even, went, they even went as far as to trying to hype it up around Carmelo being a judge. Like, oh, wow. and I was just like, like at this point, like. The dunk contest is just not what it used to be. Um, they need to get some of these street ballers, some of these YouTube dunkers, and I think they need to make it a competition. <laughs> Maybe the NBA versus the street. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I said. I said put like, the G League in there. The G League night. Something like you need to push these 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 NBA dunkers, quote unquote. You need to push some of these guys because if they're going against, you know, they're you know, the competition. And I won't even say it's competition. I mean, Kenyon Martin Jr. I mean, like, like these, nobody knows these guys. I mean, people know Kenyon Martin right. Jr. because of that, but the rest of these guys, nobody knows these guys. So, like, if there was a John Morant, you'd be wanting to watch. Like, like why are we not right. bringing some of the biggest dunkers in here, in here? Can like, Lamello, what's the problem? Lamello, something. Lamello must can't dunk. Yeah. Lamello, is, Lamello is not a dunker, man. Come on, man. Like, okay. what? I'm just saying... His mouth, his if you bring him and his dad, man, that's craziness, right? You want to jump over his dad? Somebody like him as a judge. <laughs> like you need some personalities as judges too. Like I, you I, get I, dumbass I judges, some of the legends in. Yeah, you Again. get dumbass judges. You bet a 
a 10 dunk and they put a five or a, a shitty dunk and they give it a Come nine. On. It's like, it makes no sense. Man, absolutely. It's horrible. It's horrible. Like, I get having Dr. J and, you know, Dominique Wilkins, you know what I mean? Like, guys who know dunk. You know right. what I mean? Like, who brought creativity to the dunk game. But, like, Carmelo? Like, come yeah, on, that's, no, that's, man. Like, that's a media. That's a media campaign. Yeah, John, John, I'll give you your uh, judges. Give me one second here. I've got it right here. Your judges. Uh, 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 come on. Uh, Listen. Um, Big out. Dunker, Jamal Crawford. Come, come on. on now. Lisa Leslie. Finesse Court. Carl Malone. First woman in dunking in the baby in the WNBA game. I need that. Carl Malone, nope. Harold Miner. Nobody else won. And Dominique. Harold Miner. Those are the judges. Yep. Come on, man. They couldn't find nobody else. Nobody else want to get that 100. How much is the check to be a judge? Probably, what, 200? Man, probably. Man, heck nobody no. Else. To be a judge? I'm sorry. I'm not going to watch be. Matt McClung try 15 dunks for a second attempt. It better be. I'm not going to watch that. check better be 200, man. You got to give me $200,000 $200, and at least a hotel to come judge your I will country. check. <laughs> Look, I'll check the highlights later on to see if somebody did something crazy. Oh, man, come on. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. Told you. I'm not watching. I'm not either. Now, they better put some good ones in here next year. I watched the three-point shootout. They got, you know, everybody's in that. We said put that on last. Put that on last if you want to keep your audience. Yeah. I watched the so field challenge. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Turn the dunk contest first. Hey, man, Brandon, we can't keep Vern. He got to get his show. Yeah, we got to. Man, y'all can come out. Man, I am enjoying myself. <laughs> see, we're, see, we're not attacking him as much, so he loves us. <laughs> man, man, right. y'all make me feel a lot more comfortable than my guys do sometimes. Nah, I love my guys. I love my guys, man. <laughs> hey, well, hey, man, I can't wait Vern, to have y'all on, man. I can't wait to mix it up and have y'all on. Absolutely. Hey, man, Vern, give us a. Uh, Give us the outtake, man, you know what I'm saying, so people can go check out your show at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, y'all, we are on YouTube. It's Epic Podcast. It's at Epic Podcast on YouTube, man. We are there every Wednesday from 8 to 9.30-ish. You can also check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, all live, 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 live. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Vern. Have a good show tonight. We'll uh, We'll tune in. Yes, sir. Thank you, all Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. That's Vernon from the Epic Podcast. Don, Dude, we, almost, I, we, we lost track of time. <laughs> I'm getting everybody with me, man. I'm getting everybody with me on this uh, on this uh, hate the NBA All Star Weekend. Stop it, Matt McClung. They just need to, they just need to you know, saying, put a little juice into it. How man. many dunks does this guy have? Does he have any dunks? Has he dunked in an NBA game? Man, he had a good move on uh, Giannis a couple of weeks ago, man. He, per- well, they he put, uh, a put a finger on Giannis. All right. So they yeah. put the top ten dunks on for him. Uh, there's a YouTube video of it. The problem is all those dunks are in, in high school. <laughs> and he got – okay, that one he got thrown to. He got thrown to. He got thrown to. Okay, so his top five, he was throwing the ball up off an alley-oop. So no creativity. So, they're just going to use the, oh, my God, it's a white boy Duncan. we got to feel the love for the man. white boy Duncan. Stop. Come on, Stop. man. If he, if he wins, then what? You want, He ain't going to win. He ain't going to win. You know who else, if we talked to, would say it's probably a travesty about the dunk contest players? Is this guy right here. 
This is Coach Chris Artis, and you're listening to the Crossroads Sports Radio. See, he would he would say a travesty himself if he was here. Um, John, let's dive into uh, college basketball real quick. Purdue, Indiana. Uh, Hoosiers got a big win up against Michigan. Boilermakers took a loss on Sunday against Northwestern. Uh, the freshman guards for Purdue are starting to play like freshmen. Um, yeah. Hopefully that can change here soon. You're getting your bad games out of the way now. Hoosiers have a tough one tonight. Uh, the battle for second place in the Big Ten between IU and Northwestern. Yeah, man. And, and remember, man, and some of those uh, those little heels are kind of creeping up back on Purdue, man. They spotted they spotted the Big Ten a big lead, but like now, man, if they, they lose the critical game, man, Saturday game becomes even more critical, right? So don't look ahead. Take care of business tonight. Thinking about that Northwestern game, man, what the hell was – the dude, what was the dude coach doing, man? You can't tell me. Come on, man. Man. He's cheating. He's cheating. <laughs> what the fuck? Somebody said he didn't touch uh, him. Was messaging me. He didn't touch him. He didn't touch Come on, man. Oh my Clear God. as day. Uh, but here's the thing. You can't take away the fact that Zach Eady had, what, six turnovers? Something crazy? Yeah. Something that, he, you know, that they had been comfortable with him doing, you know what I'm saying, with the ball in his hand, man. And he had uh, a horrible game in that regard. Uh, still put pretty, pretty good points, you know what I'm saying, uh, rebounds and, 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 like I said, points and rebounds. But, but again, they did not play as a cohesive unit. The, and, the, like I said, the other ancillary parts, the role players, uh, didn't, you know what I'm saying, had a horrible game themselves. Brandon, I'm, Alabama's not the number one team in America. They, that, that mean, meaning that's the best. Like, man, Alabama on my on my bracket, man, they, they, they'll win a weekend, but, like, when, go to the Sweet 16, no. Uh-uh. I don't have them. I don't have them going to a, a Sweet 16 or Elite Eight or definitely not a Final Four. You know, what I'm saying so. Alabama's going to be the number one team. I think who's next? Who's next? Houston. Houston's the real athletic bunch, and you know, what I'm saying Purdue didn't fall that far from grace. You know, what I'm saying so. Uh, again, they're playing. If they're a one seed, potentially going to be playing in Louisville, I think uh, this year for the tournament. That's what their their minds are. The, the, the season ain't over. You know, what I'm saying because they lost to Northwestern. Northwestern's a tough out. You know what I'm saying? Hell, he's definitely tough out exam coaches. It's, it's trying to think if he can still play, too. Uh, but uh, Northwest is a tough out. There's playing in the Big Ten, you have more chance to, you know what I'm saying, go back up the ladder, you know what I'm saying, because you're playing a Power Five conference than you have to, you know, when you lose a you know we'll game. Uh, Brandon, they're, they're going to be right there at the end, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the season, trying to, try to you know what I'm saying, fight for number one, you know what I'm saying, see. Um, yeah, you got to have them. Yeah, Matt Payne's not going to play better. Yeah, Preston Hall, Matt Payne's not going to have this team looking ahead. I know it's Saturday's game, Saturday's game, but you know, what I'm saying they're not going to be looking ahead. They're going to take care of business tonight and get back on to their win ways. Um, right now, DraftKings regular season conference winner Purdue is still the favorite at minus two thousand. Uh, the Hoosiers are second at twelve plus twelve hundred. So, Boilermakers are a pretty heavy favorite to win right now. Still the conference. Uh, for Purdue, but yeah, freshman guard play needs to improve. You got to cut down the number of turnovers, and um, yeah, and, and you're going to get back to your recipe. I feel like every team has a little bit of a lull, and this season it's pretty wide open. So um, we'll see. Hoosiers got a big one against Northwestern. Uh, right now they're two and a half point favorites up there at Northwestern. Uh, it's a shop of horrors up there. Purdue should know all about that. Um, playing there we'll see if any players get held by chris collins tonight up there i do want to give a shout out john 
to a team that's won six straight. They're currently the number three seed in the MAC. If the tournament started today, nineteen and seven, Ball State Cardinals. Shout out Ball State, dude! You gotta love it. Uh, first, I got year, to see them play again. Coach. Right. So, what did it look like? You know, saying up close and personal. They looked great. They were dominant. They were up by thirty at one point against Bowling Green. <laughs> There was dunks, there was oops, oop dunks. They they shot the three ball really well. Really, really, really well. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, we follow them here at Crossroads Sports Show a little bit more intimately. Everybody knows me and Brandon Reef are alumni at Ball State. But, like, yeah, Mike Lewis, the Mike Lewis there of uh, Ball State basketball is off to a good start. Dude, they still got a, you know what I'm saying, a, a, still a little bit of a battle, still got to finish out the rest, the rest of the MAC uh, play. Um, Kent State is a tough out, man. Kent State's probably going to be the team that, you know what I'm saying, to be right there in the MAC finals. If, if You know what I'm saying? If, if Fodocracy, you know what I'm saying, what Kent State yeah. kind of put out there. They got a uh, tough one coming up. They got to play the top three teams ahead of them uh, still to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but like, no, man, that, that area is off to a good start, man, for darn sure. Okay. Um, quick hitters, John, Daytona 500 is this weekend, qualifying tonight, and then you've got the two qualifying races tomorrow, and then on Sunday, the Great American Race, Daytona 500, I'm sure there'll be craziness and crashes, my God, into the first quarter, Bulls 39, Pacers 15. You said 15? That's not the right Yeah, they're down 24 at the end of the first. Oh my goodness, it's not going to be a good night there. No, it's not. Uh, so, yeah, we've got that. Daytona 500 going on. Uh, it was announced today, Tony Kanan. Tony Kanan, TK, is going to run his last Indy 500 this year. He'll be running it for Aero McLaren. So, uh, TK, the 2013 Indy 500 champion, uh, this is his last go-around here. So, uh, it'll be another moment uh, celebrated at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway this May. So, looking forward to that. Um, John, we've got WWE Elimination Chamber this weekend. Some good matches on st- on board. Uh, you've got Roman against Sammy. I felt like every all the lead up was really really great. I just I feel like the game, the match is gonna is gonna flop. As much as I don't want it to, I feel like all the lead up has been amazing, and there's gonna be a flop here on this. Nah, they put on a well. I mean, you expecting a five star situation? Yes. Are you are you expecting like okay? Well, well, but think um, about it. there's no chance he's gonna win, like just because the way they did it because of Cody. No, he he's won't gonna win. Get... Right, he won't win. So right. that kind of takes the luster away a little bit. I mean, they'll have a close match probably, but so. But you got to see like how and why he don't win. Do like the Usos. The Usos aren't allowed up there. Okay. They're so, not allowed in Canada because of the DUI thing they had. Oh, my God. That's right. I got it. Okay. Well, hmm. Then yeah. what else can come into play here? Heyman? That's what we got to think about. Cody? Maybe. For sure. I mean, Cody's For not sure. going to dis- Cody's not going to distract. I think- it, could be, it could be an old swerve like how they used to do. So, like, maybe they got hit. Maybe he's getting ready to win. And Cody's like, nah, man. I got to win it. And he stopped him from beating Roman Reigns. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Or Roman wins it on a referee not looking correctly and he's got his tights rolled up or he's on the ropes or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, John, something you're really happy about and excited, the XFL will be starting this weekend. Oh, my God. I love me some minor league football, man. Something that bored me. 
to death, man. But, like, man, you can see, this is what happens when these minor league teams with the XFL or USFL, whatever, man, uh, guys get opportunities. And and they end up, like, NFL teams, to be honest with you, Brandon, they scout them. It's, it's kind of like a G League, unofficial G League, man. Uh, you know, guys go out here going out. They're going, I don't know necessarily how much the, the pay rate of the XFL players compared to, like, USFL. USFL, USFL guys get, like, 40 grand for, like, eight games. You know what I'm saying? And you, I'm assuming the XFL is running the same way. Is The Rock going to be there? Because ain't he the owner? Yeah, he'll be there. He, he owns the whole team. damn thing. So it'll be a, it'll be a somewhat of a media scrum at least for that to watch, man. But like, nah, man, it's it's, just, it's you know good minor league football guys. You know, some come from all you know some parts Canada, dropouts from college, whatever, flame out guys. You know, they didn't washed out from NFL second chance league. That's what the, that's what these leagues are. Uh, R.I.P. to Jerry Jarrett as well, passing away. Yeah, the father of uh, Jeff Jarrett, yep. And a long time, you know what I'm saying, name and promoter and all those things in the board of professional wrestling, yeah, or rest in peace. Yeah. Um, last thing I have, John, Tiger Woods is back uh, this weekend, the oh Genesis, Genesis Invitational. He's going to compete. Starts tomorrow, the 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern time pairing is Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, and Justin Thomas. If you want to watch some good, great golf tomorrow, that'll be your uh, – That'll be your show to see, um, but right. it should be a great, great golf. Uh, golf, it's golf starting to pick back up now. Obviously, yeah, I remember we had that show right after you know what I'm saying Tiger Woods had an accident. Man, he was like, "There's no way," and like, I guess there is a way, man, that he's going to be out there, and he's and he's you know saying he's very confident talking about it. he's trying to win. He's not necessarily out there just for a, a showing of of his name and Tiger Woods. You know what I'm saying? He's there to try to win this particular tournament, man. So we'll see what he still got left. Yeah. Um, also, the Netflix documentary, uh, Full Swing, it's kind of like the F1 series, behind the scenes and all that, the UNC, but it uh, came out for golf. It just came out for golf today, eight episodes. It's amazing. I've watched the first three already, and uh, very, very cool behind the scenes how they do it with the cameras following the tournaments. You're out there with them. You're starting to get to know some of the other players and stuff that you don't really get to see too much, or even the ones you do. So, um, very, very, very cool. So, looking, looking forward to watching the rest of that. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else, John? I don't have anything else on my list tonight. No, nah, man. I know we talked mad craziness, man. Tonight, man. It was good to kind of. It was good to catch up with Vern from the Epic Podcast, man. Dude, we got a new coach here in the Circuit City, coaching the Colts. Uh, they got to figure out who their next quarterback's going to be, uh, or the next, yeah, yeah, for the next era. So, um, I think we hit all points and in between, man. Thanks to Maverick Coaching Motorsports, man. Thanks to Scott King Nichols, State Farm Insurance, man. Thanks to Wiseman Logistics, man. How could we do the show without uh, all those people? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Contributing, man. Dude, Brandon, another great show, man. Let's do it again next week, man. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for listening to the Crossroads Sports Radio Show. You can find more episodes on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Be sure to like and subscribe for more Crossroads Sports content.